Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza. I'm your host, Grace Hopper. This is the part two of Edited Forward and Summary of the Baroness Casey Review of March 2023 into the standards of behaviour and internal culture of the Metropolitan Police Service. This edited version produced by Rising About Shadows of Abuse, Raza, refers specifically to the points in the review that have a particular impact on and resonance for those vulnerable to abuse in society. These are women, children, ethnic minorities and LGBTQ people and in some instances perpetrated by the police themselves. The men have in the past avoided scrutiny and not sharing information and data. Holding the Met to account has become more tactical, more robust and strategic oversight based on support, challenge and mutual respect for their respective roles is needed. The Met needs to increase its accountability to Londoners by being more transparent with the public, with local authorities and MPs by explaining their decisions and the reason for them and by acting with greater candor. Discrimination is tolerated, not dealt with, and has become baked into the system. I have found widespread bullying, particularly of those with protected characteristics. 22% of staff and officers experiencing bullying. There is a profound culture across the Met that incentivizes people to look, act and sound the same and a resistance to difference. 33% of those with a long-standing illness, disability or infirmity have experienced bullying. Claims for disability discrimination is the most frequent claim type brought against the Met, but there is no willingness to learn from these cases. There is deep-seated homophobia within the Met, as shown by the fact that almost one in five lesbian, gay and bisexual Met employees have personally experienced homophobia and 30% of LGBTQ plus employees have said they have been bullied. Trust, confidence and fairness scores among LGBTQ plus Londoners have fallen significantly. Female officers and staff routinely face sexism and misogyny. The Met has not protected its female employees or members of the public from police perpetrators of domestic abuse, nor those who abuse their position for sexual purposes. Despite the Met saying violence against women and girls is a priority, it has been treated differently from what is perceived as serious violence. In practice, this has meant it has not been taken as seriously in terms of resourcing and prioritization. There are people in the Met with racist attitudes and black, Asian and ethnic minority officers and staff are more likely to experience racism, discrimination and bullying at their hands. Discrimination is often ignored and complaints are likely to be turned against black, Asian and ethnic minority officers. Many do not think it is worth reporting. Black officers are 81% more likely to be in the misconduct system than their white counterparts. The organization have failed to significantly improve the recruitment and retention of black officers at all levels. This is particularly true of black and ethnic minority women.
Meanwhile, black Londoners in particular remain over-policed. They are more likely to be stopped and searched, handcuffed and tasered are overrepresented in many serious crimes and when they are victims of crime they are less satisfied with the service they receive than other Londoners. There is now generational mistrust of the police among black Londoners. Stop and search is currently deployed by the Met at the cost of legitimacy, trust and therefore consent. We have found institutional racism, misogyny and homophobia in the Met. In coming to this conclusion, we have applied four tests. We believe these can be applied in respect of homophobia, misogyny and racism, but we have applied them in respect of racism below. 1. Clearly not everyone in the Met is racist, but there are racist and people with racist attitude within the organisation. 2. Black and ethnic minority officers and staff experience racism at work and it is routinely ignored, dismissed or not spoken about. Many do not think it is worth reporting. 3. Racism and racial bias are reinforced within MET systems. 4. The MET underprotects and overpolices black Londoners. Tackling discrimination is a legal and operational imperative for the MET. It needs to acknowledge the extent to which racism, misogyny and homophobia are present within its organisational processes and systems in order to move forward. The Met is in danger of losing its way. Consent is broken. The Met's key values, the College of Policing Code of Ethics and the Pelian principles all provide clear standards and direction for how the organisation should operate and how it should police London. However, these values and principles have not been front and centre of the Met's strategic or operational approach, either internally or externally. It has been disfigured by austerity and the decisions that were made during that period alongside changes in the crime mix and societal expectations. The Met has been losing its way and the worst aspects of its culture have impeded its ability to recognise this. The Met has become less effective and is less trusted. Public confidence has dipped below 50%. Fewer Londoners agree that the Met treats everyone fairly and the proportion of people believing that the Met does a good job for London has also fallen. Public attitudes and the findings of this review are also evidence that the Met has become unanchored from the principles of policing by consent. Consent is not passive, but relies on the police operating with transparency to be willing to explain their decisions and their reasons for it. Fixing the Met. Recommendations. The review hopes that the Met and policing more generally will accept both the seriousness of the findings evidenced in this review and the enormity of the reform that must happen next. We found an organisation that needs not just a series of changes that have been called for numerous times in the past or even a root and branch set of reforms to meet its responsibilities to Londoners, but a complete overhaul and a new approach to restore public trust and confidence and earn back consent from women, black communities and the rest of London. The review called for a series of actions as set out below, 
If done well and together, this will help the Met get back on its feet. The Met owes nothing less than this to the victims and to the families and friends of those women who have been murdered, raped and abused by serving officers. It also owns it to children not provided with the protection they needed, to women who do not feel safe in our capital city, to black Londoners who have been underprotected and overpoliced for too long, and to all communities who deserve to be served by what should and could be the best police force in the world. There are deep-seated and long-standing cultures which are present throughout the organization and its systems that have previously prevented change. They cannot achieve that change on their own and deserve all our support. We need every officer and member of staff in the Met to step up to the challenges identified in this review. To accept its findings and commit to change, these reforms are of a significant scale and on a par with the transformation of the police service of Northern Ireland at the end of the last century. Cleaning up the Met. We have found widespread bullying, discrimination, homophobia, misogyny and racism and other unacceptable behaviours which are a far cry from the high standards the public rightly expects of its police officers. The misconduct process is not fit for purpose. A new, independent, multidisciplinary team of officers and staff should be brought in by the Met to reform how it deals with misconduct cases, with a particular focus on how it handles sexual misconduct, domestic abuse and discrimination. 2. The Met should embed and enforce the highest policing ethical values and standards across all of its systems and management from recruitment and vetting through to supervision and the misconduct process, making sure these are adhered to by all its officers and staff, and that those who breach the standards face the consequences the public would expect. 3. Vetting standards should be changed with immediate effect to guard against those who intend to abuse the powers of a police officer. The Met should introduce new end-to-end processes throughout an officer or staff member's service from initial recruitment and vetting through to leaving the force with a relentless focus on identifying and reducing opportunities for predators who seek to abuse the powers of a police officer from joining or staying in the Met. 4. Some of the worst cultures, behaviours and practices identified by the review have been found in specialist firearms units where standards should be at their absolute highest. The commissioner should introduce immediate changes to address a concerns with the parliamentary and diplomatic protection PADP and Specialist Firearms MO19 commands, including 5. The government should expedite providing the Commissioner with new powers to support his efforts to rapidly reform and clean up the Met, including 1. Providing Chief Constables the right of appeal to a police appeals tribunal following a misconduct hearing when they conclude the sanction is inadequate. 2. Enabling the Met and other forces with a clear legal power to reopen closed misconduct investigations. 3. 
changing police regulation to ensure that failures can maintain or achieve vetting status is grounds for removal. Or introducing a managed severance process to allow officers to exit from the service and ensure that the service has the skills it needs. Five, strengthening the pension for future rules so that a criminal offence does not have to only be committed in connection with an officer's service in order for them to lose their pension. A new offer to children and women. The policy prioritization of violence against women and girls has not been made an operational reality and women and children do not get the protection and support they deserve. They need a dedicated women's protection service. Six, the Met should radically reform and re-specialize public protection teams, including the establishment of new specialist soteria teams to deal with rape and serious sexual offenses. The Met should also aim to specialize its domestic abuse service to create more victim-centered approaches and to work more closely and in a more integrated way with non-police specialist domestic abuse services. These themes should be reinvigorated and properly resourced. Together, this should be a new and significantly enhanced offer to women in London. The Met should create an overarching children's strategy for London to address long-standing concerns about its child protection and safeguarding practices. This should, one, address its approach to children and young people who are suspected of crimes and its approach to protecting children and young people who are both victims and perpetrators, for example, through criminal and sexual exploitation and grooming. Two, provide training for all officers who work with children to prevent adultification, where police officers and other regard children, especially black and ethnic minority children, as threats rather than children who need protection from harm. Building trust with London's communities to restore consent. Public respect has fallen to a low point. Londoners who do not have confidence in the Met outnumbers those who do. And these measures have been lower amongst black Londoners for years. The Met has yet to free itself of institutional racism. Public consent is broken. The Met has become unanchored from the Pelian principle of policing by consent set out when it was established that is securing and maintaining the respect and approval of the public. The Met should introduce a new process with Londoners to apologise for past failings and rebuild consent, particularly with communities where this is most at risk. The use of stop and search in London by the Met needs a fundamental reset. The Met should establish a charter with Londoners on how and when stop and search is used with an agreed rationale and provide an honour account of its use by area and by team undertaking stop and searches. Compliance with the charter should be measured independently, including the viewing of body-worn video footage. As a minimum, Met officers should be required to give their name, their shoulder number, the grounds for the stop and the receipt confirming the details of the stop and search. A new police deal for Londoners. To rebuild trust, confidence and consent, there should be a new deal for Londoners. Frontline officers are those who Londoners see and depend on the most from day to day, but feel demoralised, let down by their leaders and exposed to high stress and pressure.
One, the Met should build a frontline policing service for London, which is as revered and well-resourced as its central specialist teams, giving Londoners the safer neighbourhoods, public protection and response teams they deserve. Two, commanders in the Met should be empowered to account for and explain with candour and transparency the actions that are taken in the borough, including those of the central specialist units. Three, the Met should recognise trauma and desensitisation in its officers as a corporate responsibility and provide trauma training for public protection and response officers as a priority, making access to counselling and other services easy. Londoners' voices are missing from how London is policed. Existing structures do not provide a clear way for local authorities and the residents to hold the Met to account for how the police and tackle crime on a borough basis. A new borough-based approach should be put in place, building on the positive introduction of new dedicated borough superintendents to ensure structures allow for greater transparency and challenge, including democratic representatives through local authorities, provide the ability to access high-quality data and review case handling and deliver strong and consistent community engagement. New leadership and new management. Big and fundamental problems in how the Met is run and its leadership needs to be strengthened further. The Commissioner and Deputy Commissioner, building on their recent appointments to lead the Met, should bring in new specialist expertise from outside the Met in permanent rather than advisory roles. This should be used to support them to overhaul the management of the organisation and lead on work, including reforming the culture of the Met and the creation of a workforce plan, including measurable and rapid progress on the diversity of the Met's officers' courts at every level. New oversight and accountability. The Met lacks accountability and transparency to Londoners. A new governance structure should be introduced to oversee and scrutinise the changes needed and ensure full transparency and accountability to Londoners while maintaining the operational independence of the Commissioner. Showing London that reform is working. The issues identified in this review cannot continue. The Met and the Mayor of London should commission independent progress reviews after two years and again after five years so that Londoners can have trust and confidence that reform is taking place. The key measures used to test whether these reforms are taking place and delivering reforms at the scale and pace necessary should include improvement in public trust, confidence and fairness among Londoners, and a narrowing of the gaps in these measures between black, ethnic minority and LGBTQ Londoners and all Londoners. Increases in the proportion of misconduct cases where action is taken. Reductions in racial disparity in misconduct cases. Improvements in the charge rates for reported crimes and in particular improvements in charge rates for crime involving violence against women and girls. Increase in the number of adult rape cases reaching court in line with Operation Soteria's ambitions. Improvements in respite rates and times. 
a narrowing in the gap between the diversity of the BETS workforce, including its officers and senior officers, and the makeup of the city it places. If sufficient progress is not being made at the point of further review, more radical structural options, such as dividing up the MET into national, specialist and lender responsibilities, should be considered to ensure the service to Londoners is prioritised. This has been Grace Upper for Raza, rising above shadows of abuse. Be safe and be positive. See you on our next episode. Bye for now. You can leave your comments on our social media handles or our email address, risingaboutshadowsofabuse at gmail.com. Take care.